From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. As we're starting a brand new week of adventures in podcasting, uh, looking forward to it. And boy, I hope you had a great time if you were watching some of those great wild card games over the weekend. I thought, oh my gosh, some of this stuff is just like, like almost like cardiac football. Uh, but I'll get into the little. I'll get into that in just a moment. Um, as per usual, if you want to reach out to us, give us uh, an email, a shout out, questions, comments, whatever. Uh, in black and right at gmail.com and our website in black and right dot net. Uh, we've uh, we're in the process of still making uh, some changes. Uh, have run into some things that I didn't expect, but we're going to be. Uh, making changes on the website this week and also some great new interviews uh, and special commentary for this week. But right now, um, as we're beginning a new uh, week, I, I, I have to just take a, just a few moments and just, I mean, some of these wildcard games that I watched over the weekend were just mind-boggling especially the well there were two big uh big events that happened two big games but it had to be without a doubt the number one takeaway from this wild card weekend was saturday night uh here in north florida when the jacksonville jaguars who were down some 20 points 20 24 points uh, in the first half, and they came roaring back to get to where a final game-winning field goal with time running out, all of a sudden, boom, they came back from that deficit and they won it by one. Oh my goodness. That definitely made my weekend, especially since it was in Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, I would have loved to have been at that game and the people, the fans who were there, it's like, you know, and people turning off their TVs like, oh, shoot, this is done. And people might have been leaving the stadium. It's like, oh, man, this is awful. And then all of a sudden, here it comes. Boom. And they win. And they're moving to the next round. Go figure that one. And the Chargers are not a bad team. That was the part that really blew my mind and how Trevor Lawrence stayed composed and didn't freak out. Uh, I mean, that's one part him, but also with the help of Doug Peterson, the coach of the Jaguars, you know, coaching the team and like, hey, we, we do this a little bit at a time and a little bit at a time. And that was one of those great object lessons. You know, no matter how far you're down, you can make a comeback. And the Jaguars, with that, have just blown the entire league away. I mean, not just 
other NFL teams and players, but all sports. I mean, the NBA uh, and others who were like, whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, yesterday, uh, let's see, yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, the Vikings and the Giants. Now, both teams have had pretty interesting years. I mean, they've had a ton of close games, but, you know, I mean, like one point, two points, maybe three points. But yesterday, the Giants going against a pretty doggone good team in Minnesota, they beat them by, they beat them by seven. And I'm like, whoa, there's another one. That was one of those things where, you know, if you made a bet on the game at some sports book in Vegas or wherever, oh, you were hating life if you were uh, putting all the money on the Vikings. You definitely had to be hating life. Oh, but, uh, but now we're now down to tonight, Monday, the last game of Super Wild Card Weekend, and that's the Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who won the NFC South with a sub-500 record. If it wasn't for the fact that all the other teams, that would be New Orleans, Carolina, and Atlanta, all had even lousier records. I mean, you win the division at 8-9? I'm like, okay. I mean, it's not like it hasn't happened before. That's for sure, but, you know, it's a Tom Brady team, and you only win the division just because everybody else was lousy? Ugh, that, that's going to be an interesting one tonight, uh, and I'm going to check that out. I might, you know, if it, depending on how the game is, I might do a little bit of commentary on that uh, come tomorrow, but this weekend, oh yeah, my friends, it. Curiouser and curiouser, the questions are still mounting. Now, five more classified documents were found at Joe Biden's home in Delaware. And it's now a game of, you know, how can you spin this? As others had predicted, other commentators, and I knew it was going to happen. That's why I never bothered to watch any of the Sunday shows. But yes. Here come the Democrats, or I'm sorry, Democrats, marching out there, trying to somehow spin this and say, oh, well, this was inadvertent, but Trump's the real evil. I'm like, you people, and, and even people like Jake Tapper, I don't know what the heck he's been smoking, but he's even he was trying to put forth this notion that, oh, Biden could do that as vice president. It's like, mm-mm. That is purely intellectually dishonest and a crock of bull. Obviously, he, uh, Mr. Tapper and all the other corporate media lackeys and spawns of Satan seem to have forgotten a little thing called the Federal Records Act. No vice president, none, has the ability to declassify anything, Jake Tapper, dingbat and liar. No, sorry, it's not that way. It does not work that way. And there's still the questions of why are Biden's private attorneys 
going through these closets, going through his garage, and none of them have security clearances. None of them. I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. Because the one, I mean, there are just some facts. It's, in, it's straight up in black and white. Yes, not in black and white, but in black and white. It is federal statute. And these people, because they're so cool, and they, I mean, they believe themselves to be so cool and so above it all, and the media, the, the corporate media will give them cover. I'm going, you know, they can just go and do whatever they want and violate as many federal statutes as they please. And this lame attempt by Merrick Garland and appointing the special counsel, Robert Herr, he is not as advertised. He is a swamp creature. He is a total DC swamp creature uh, of the worst variety. But apparently, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, you know, this guy's going to, you know, even if he just kind of goes through the motions, it's like, Mary Garland is trying to set himself up and try to gaslight people again that, oh, we treated both of these investigations fairly. It's like, and every time I hear somebody say that, I almost want to puke. Because it's a lie. It's a dang lie. Because if you actually wanted to be fair, Merrick Garland and the Department of Injustice, you would have full tactical teams and SWAT teams going through not just offices, not just his house in Delaware, but every residence that he has. Because I'll tell you what, now of course the more cynical, which I tend to think is the more true end game of all this, is to make Biden uh, so politically damaged he's not going to run in 24. Now, he's been thinking about it. He hasn't made it official, but when you've got this mess going on, this scandal, you also have uh, Congressman uh, Jim Comer of Kentucky, the head of the uh, House Oversight Committee, going full tilt and going after the National Archives, as well as uh, looking to get those documents. And how did he have... Why? How did... Who took the documents? This, these are the fair, legitimate questions. Who took the documents? Why were they kept in separate places? Why were they not secured? And how did you have them for six years? We know, if you've actually been reading reports, that they knew about this crud back in November last year, a week before the midterms. They knew about it. But yet they didn't say anything, and we find out, the American people in the world, find out about it last week. So, frankly, uh, yeah, you've had, I mean, why the delay? If you're so stinking transparent, why didn't you say the day of? Hmm? Why, why did you say, why didn't you just say it right away? You know? Or maybe even 24 hours later, it still would have been before the midterms. So yeah, this is a <coughs> this is really getting skunky, skunkier and skunkier.
And yeah, we're, we're and we haven't even and the investigation has just begun. But I'm wondering, are there going to be any more documents being found? And Biden will say that oh, he was unaware of these documents. I'm like, okay, which is it, Joe? Are you essentially being a criminal mastermind? I mean, why did who took them? Why were they taken? And apparently, from what some of the initial reports from last week said, they had intel and all kinds of uh, information on Ukraine, Iran, uh, the UK, and gosh knows, with this new batch that they found, what else? How long have they had it? What's in it? And everything else. So this is going to be a real, it's going to be a stone-cold trip, a serious stone-cold trip, uh, as we're just really in the uh, initial phases of the investigation by the Oversight Committee, and apparently Chairman Comer is not particularly thrilled with the National Archives because they're stonewalling. Hmm, okay. Well, what, what, I don't even understand what the deal is with the National Archives. Apparently, they got it, you know, into a pissing match. Pardon my French, but yeah. They got into it with Trump, you know. We want these documents. We want these documents. And yet, uh, hello, the, the mainstream media and the Democrats were just giddy as all get out when the SWAT team and the FBI came in and trashed Mar-a-Lago for, for Trump's document. Now, of course, the problem is, if Trump, who has uh, the authority to declassify while he was president, this all becomes a moot point. Because if he did... Well, before he left office, January 20, 2021, then this is all moot. And this is nothing more than an attempt by the deep state, the National Archives, the Justice, or I'm sorry, the Injustice Department, and whoever else to try to make Trump look bad. And so now, now that we find this whole mess with Biden, some of the real snarky uh, Democrats who were all giddy have all of a sudden gone silent. And believe me, the silence is deafening. They're not saying anything about Biden because already the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy is all over the place and it's being exposed even more and more as more information is coming out. So they don't really want, the Democrats don't really want to say anything because they really don't have anything to write home about. You know, they thought, you know, Trump's terrible. And, yeah, and, and of course, they're using all the tactics, you know, to muddy the waters or somehow, well, this was inadvertent. It's like intent is not the problem. It really wasn't. It, intent was not the problem when Pelosi, 
and Jim Comer and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, Hillary Clinton uh, with her troubles with uh, classified documents. Well, it and James Comey, the super patriot, hypocritical piece of crap that he is, said that somehow it didn't rise to the level of, you know, it didn't rise to the level of gross negligence, which are the which is the actual term that is in the federal law regarding that. Ugh, police, spare me. Ugh, I, I mean, it's just, the hypocrisy is going to keep going, and I know it's going to make a lot of y'all either give you a headache or sick to your stomach or both, so I'm going to be stocking up on, uh, <laughs> on Pepto-Bismol and some Advil because it's really going to make me ill. But, we're like I said, we're still in the initial phase of this, so letting Comer... And his investigators do their job, and uh, let's see what happens. I mean, they have the power of the gavel. They have the power of the subpoena. So let's see what uh, Congressman Comer does uh, in this mess. Let's see now. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, wanted to definitely talk about a story, and I got to give it, Mentioned, and this is from Revolver.News. Uh, Darren Beatty and and his folks do just all kinds of amazing and remarkable investigative journalism. These uh, Revolver were the folks that put the name Ray Epps out there in, in regards to January 6th, and the mysterious Mr. Epps, who was wanted by the FBI one day. And the next, poof, gone. See ya. I mean, they're with all the evidence, the video evidence, the audio evidence about Ray Epps. Oh, mercy. That, that one's going to take a while. But I, I love this story. And I have to mention it. I did uh, put a link to it on inblackandright.net about the House Republicans and this new Frank Church-style committee uh, to look at the intelligence community and this sort of national security state that they've done to American citizens, just ordinary folks. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to really get into it uh, of the story, but it does have uh, the history of the Church Commission, uh, the Church Committee, and what they did and what they were investigating uh, back 50 or so years ago and how, what can the Republicans do this time that uh, the church committee did uh, last time and, and various other things. So Jim Jordan could have himself an interesting time uh, to be sure and the folks who are on that committee. Now, of course, the... The Democrats aren't going to be much help. They're not. But, oh well. You know, but the fact that they're going to bring a church-style committee, uh, it's already, it's already in the, the ball is already rolling. So this is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. That is for certain. So yeah, we're going to see how that's going. But I wanted to just mention the story 
take a read of it. And for those who aren't old enough to remember the church committee and, and what it was doing about the intel community back in the day, read it. Uh, it's very, it's, it's kind of long, it's definitely involved, but it's worth the read because what they're going to be doing, the mainstream media today, is not the same as the media 50 years ago. Even though it was still very much to the left, but they were actually a lot more fair back in those days than you ever got today. Today, it's just about spin, 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 spin. I mean, there's so much spinning, it's like, gosh, no wonder people are getting dizzy and getting sick. But yes, I definitely recommend the story. Uh, Revolver.news, or you can use the link at inblackandright.net. It's right on the homepage. Don't have to go far to see it. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a definitely an interesting uh, read on that. And it's highly educational. Highly, highly educational. But, uh, looking, you know, finishing out today, today is Martin Luther King Day. And it is a national celebration of not just a great civil rights icon, but also, and this is the part that a lot of people just don't get. Uh, he was actually a, he, a man of God, a real man of God, not people like Sharp Tongue or uh, Jesse Jackson or any of these, some of these other yahoos. No, he was an actual man of God. And the things that he spoke on, uh, especially the I Have a Dream speech, I was very fortunate uh, 20 years ago uh, when I, my last real visit to D.C., uh, I actually was right at the Lincoln Memorial and there was a gentleman there who was engraving a plate right at the very spot where Martin Luther King made his famous I Have a Dream speech. And I considered myself incredibly fortunate to see uh, this tribute to him in its most earliest stages. I, I haven't been back since, but I would love to see it today. Uh, some 20 years later after it was really getting started. Uh, but anyway, there's a story from uh, Just the News absolutely just drove me crazy. Uh, as we are supposedly um, supposed to be, you know, a, a you know, sort of post-racial, I guess. Uh, but we're still got some stuff that's just really stupid. And the headline says it all to me. Anti-Semitism worst among blacks and young adults in a poll released ahead of MLK Day. Uh, the subheading, the two groups were far more likely than Republicans or conservatives to believe negative stereotypes about Jews. And I'm thinking, I've never understood, I mean, stupidity doesn't discriminate. 
But when I see so many um, black folks talking about juice like that, I just go, what have you been drinking, people? I think it's disgusting. So I'm looking at this story. Uh, let's see. There we go. I, and I just want to read just you know, a couple of points. Now, in the story, and I quote, three out of ten blacks agreed that Jews still talk too much about what happened to them in the Holocaust, compared to 15% of white Americans who agreed with that statement, according to a UMass Amherst poll released Friday ahead of MLK Day. Now, interesting. I think, I mean, 30, 3 out of 10 blacks, so 30% of blacks think that the Jews talk too much about what happened to them in the Holocaust. By the same token, folks, I'm sick and tired of black folks talking about slavery and how they are, yeah, I mean, slavery has not existed in the United States since 1863. January 1st, to be precise, when Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. That's what he did. So there hasn't been slavery, but how many times, I cannot even begin to count, how many times I've heard black Americans, and especially liberal ones, scream about, oh, about slavery and Jim Crow and oh, America's a racist country, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at this going, are you people really that stupid? I mean, seriously. Even, especially since the time of Martin Luther King, when the civil rights movement was noble, it was a good thing. And frankly, I'm sick and tired of black folks every year at this time taking MLK's name and just turn it into something that it's not. The man was a man of integrity, a man of great moral character. What, not a perfect man, but he certainly was a whole lot more honorable than people like Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton, the Congressional Black Cuckoos, they trade on this. That's how they keep power. This is why inner cities like South Central LA, the South Side of Chicago, New York, other places, uh, Baltimore, the inner, inner cities everywhere in this country that have black Democrats representing them have kept them in, kept them angry, kept them in dependence. You, depending upon them that, oh, we'll take care of you, we'll take care of you. And to, but the anti-Semitic part of it, I mean, Al Sharpton has done it. Uh, Heine Town, uh, Freddy's Fashion Mart, Crown Heights. Oh, he's, he's definitely no one to talk about uh, criticizing folks who are anti-Semitic because he's done it himself and more than once. Uh, Kanye West, he's done it, and he's become a pariah in many respects. I don't understand what it is about 
I mean, I can understand young people because they're coming out of college, uh, they're Gen Z or Gen, Gen Z or whatever, or Gen X or Gen Y, I don't know, it's like so many dang letters, but I understand because their skulls, were, their skulls are full of mush and they believed everything that their uh, college professors have said, which is really stupid. I, I don't understand it with black folks. I just do not get it. I really don't. Because if you actually studied a little bit of history, a big reason why many Jewish leaders, rabbis and so forth, marched with Dr. King is because they were some 20 or so years removed from the Holocaust and they know what it felt like. They weren't that far removed. There were still a lot of Holocaust survivors uh, in the United States and in Europe. And yes, they understood it. They totally understood it because it was still fresh in their minds. But to say that, oh, they talk about it too much. I mean, well, shoot. If that's the case, then, you know, let's go and get rid of the Holocaust Museum. Let's get rid of that. Oh, and while you're at it, you know, just to be fair, let's get rid of the Civil Rights Museum. They're in Memphis. Hmm? Let, let's do that. Because, frankly, I, as a Christian, uh, a born-again believer, I don't do that. I honor and appreciate so much many of the traditions of Judaism, the, the feast days, the high holidays, so much of Judaism. I respect it. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Jewish, at least not completely, but I have zero excuse to go around saying disparaging things about the Jewish people and the Jewish faith. As a Christian, I would be absolutely a jerk, a hypocrite, and probably need to be punched in the face if I did that. Because that is not what the Word of God says about Israel. We, as Christians, are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's that clear. There's no ambiguity. So, yeah, I'm really disgusted at looking at this. Uh, I mean, more of this stupidity. Um, just real quick. But, yeah, apparently... Uh, in this story, and this uh, Amherst poll, apparently, dem yeah, people were asked whether Jews have too much power in the business world. 31% of blacks agreed. Additionally, 29% of black Americans agreed that Jews think they are better than other people. Who are these idiots that they found for this? I'm not getting it. I don't understand it. It makes no stinking sense. But, oh well, I guess there, it's kind of like, you know, here's the last, anybody ready for the last days? Anti-Semitism has gone bonkers in Europe. Now we've got it here. 
we even have members of Congress, namely the Squad, or as I call them, a witch's coven, Omar, Rashida Tlaib, uh, AOC, the Cory Bush, Ayanna Presley, all those witches who have said some of the most egregious anti-Semitic things. And yet, for a long time, Ilhan Omar was sitting on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Well, thank God, Kevin McCarthy got a spine and kicked her off of it. So she's not there. Uh, same with Adam Schiff and Eric Swalhead, or Swalwell. They're off of the House Intelligence Committee because they, too, uh, were idiots for different reasons, but they were still idiots. So, yeah, we got some stuff going on here. But I I'm disgusted with it. And I'm probably just, I'm probably going to put this on the website because this I find disgusting. I, I just find it absolutely, utterly disgusting. And before I get too far into this, I'm just going to simply say for now, I I'm not thrilled about it, but hey, let's call it a day, folks. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, we're going to have ourselves an interesting week. Uh, for sure, because apparently later on this week, the United States is going to be hitting its debt limit, according to Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary. So we got a whole lot going on there. So for now, my friends, I'm just going to say so long. Uh, take care of yourselves. Have a great week this week. We will be back tomorrow with more adventures in podcasting. So for now, take care, God bless, and always remember, patriots come in all colors.